Our History Podcast, The History of Dictators, Part 2. I think we're going to pick up with Napoleon. But anyway, so, um, going back to Napoleon, I do have to admit, I do quite like Napoleon. He did some amazing things. Brought in lots of very interesting laws. He kind of um, settled down the whole of the country after the uh, revolution. And the revolution was a real mess where they killed loads and loads of people. Um, the revolution kept eating its own, so it kept on killing its own people. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Robespierre, have you heard of Robespierre? Um, and well, he was he was in charge of the, the French government for a while, and he chopped off loads of people's heads with a guillotine, and then um, they decided to chop his head off as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. You think? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so um, Napoleon came along and sort of was like, right, okay, no, enough of this nonsense. Uh, put me in charge, and. Then he started putting in some really quite interesting good laws. He has what they call the Code Napoleon, which was a whole new legal system, um, which actually is um, still a lot of it is still what's used in a lot of European countries to this day. Not Britain, because obviously we weren't invaded. Um, But then he did that really silly thing of trying to invade Russia. Never invade Russia. It never works. You will freeze and your whole army will die. And while we're at it, never invade Afghanistan either. Because, like, you can get into the city, yeah. you can invade Kabul yeah. and take it, yeah. and then you try to go over the mountains, yeah. and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it all goes horribly wrong. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, the British tried to do it twice in the um, 19th century and got slaughtered both times. And then the Russians tried to do it in the 1980s, and basically that was actually one of the reasons the Soviet Union fell apart. Yeah, because they basically used so many resources in trying to invade Russia and hold, blow up uh, Afghanistan, blow up the mountains. Yeah. That's what the Americans tried to do. When they, <laughs> <laughs> they did, literally. They had these massive, massive bombs, and they thought that um, Osama bin Laden was hiding away in these sort of caves in the mountains. Yeah, so he blew up Bora, And they blew up the mountains. Still didn't get him. Why don't you fly, fly down onto the mountains? With all your people? Yeah. Yeah, but then you need thousands and thousands of people. True. Um, and they, obviously the Afghans. Or you could literally just bomb the whole country. That's what America did? No, but now you could get one nuclear bomb and blow up Afghanistan. You could. <laughs> I think you're going a nice future dictator there. (laughs) Just wipe them out. (laughs) You come. (laughs) Oh dear. Anyway, so back to Napoleon. So he ended up, so he went off, invaded Russia, um, got all the way to Moscow. Then the Russians burned down Moscow and his massive army had to retreat from Moscow and they pretty much all died in the snow. Um, and he ended up completely knackered after Russia and was overthrown and exiled to the lovely island of Elba in the Mediterranean. Isn't that literally right next to France, which was where he was from? Yes. It could have been a lot worse. It was basically a, you know, here's a nice little island right near where you live uh, in the Mediterranean, have a little bit of a holiday. But he didn't give up. Oh, no. It all started going horribly wrong in France, and the people wanted him back again. 
So good old Boney came back to save France. Growth mindset. Growth mindset. <laughs> yep. And that all led back to Waterloo, where, as we know, he lost. And this time, when they exiled him, they found an island in the middle of the Atlantic. And he was never coming back from there. Talking about dictators. So, Napoleon. We've got Napoleon, definitely a dictator. We've got Hitler. We've got Stalin. Mussolini. The definition of dictator is pretty yeah. much. Franco, Mao Tse Pol Pot. Do you know who Pol Pot is? I've heard the name. He doesn't really sound like a dictator. I know. He has a slightly funny name, which makes him slightly less sort of frightening. But yeah. he was a very, very nasty dictator. He ruled uh, Cambodia in the 1970s. Um, and he had a, a group called the Khmer Rouge. And they just literally just killed anyone. Um, they were so communist that they tr- said that anyone that had an education or wore glasses um, should be probably executed. Um, and yeah, because going back to your thing about you know, your website that you had with all the people, the, the number of people had been killed by. Yeah. So Mao Zedong yeah. obviously killed millions of people, but there are millions of Chinese people to kill. Whereas uh, Pol Pot, in a relatively small country like Cambodia, I think he killed sort of quarter of the population. <laughs> Which, killing quarter of the population of China, that would be... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be quite a few. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. So, yeah, we were running through people. So, yeah, Pol Pot, you know, killed lots of people, seized up with absolute power. I can't, I don't know the exact ways he got into power. And then all of those sort of South American dictators, um, the Noriegas, um, Galtieri, who was in um, Argentina. Lord, definitely, they wore lots of uniforms. Mm. Augusto Pinochet, have you heard of him from Chile? No. He was grim. Um, yeah, and they all wore, wore uniforms with very big hats. Um, and, yeah, they all fit all those bills. And then there were the dictators in Africa, like Idi Amin, you mentioned before. Mm. And Mugabe. Mugabe. Mugabe in Zimbabwe. He's still there. No, didn't he celebrate his, like, 95th birthday or something? Yes. Yesterday? With a massive great birthday cake, isn't that lovely? Yeah, uh, yeah he's horrible. Um, <laughs> and But, so maybe another interesting thing is to think of people who could have been dictators, but then weren't. So the most famous one of those, well, no, I think the most classical one of those would be this guy called Cincinnatus in sort of ancient Republican Rome, um, who kept, he, so he was made dictator a few times, like in the same way that Caesar was. They were in trouble and they would call Cincinnatus and he would become dictator, win a few wars, solve the crisis, and then he'd say, right, okay, thanks. I'm done, I'm off to back to my farm. And then they'd have another crisis, and they'd say, Cincinnati's going to help us again, and he'd come back, solve the crisis, and then pop back to his farm again. And, you know, he didn't do what Caesar did and take complete control. Um, I think another good example of that is George Washington. You know, George Washington um, was a general, um, and obviously he was the first president of America. America. Yeah. And he... After two um, periods in office, so he won two elections, mm-hmm. and then he uh, said, "Right, that's it. I've, I've done enough. I'm off back to my farm again." Um, and you know, there were people who wanted him to become sort of like the king of America, but 
he said no. But, but America had just finished having a massive war about in which the whole point was not to be ruled by a king because exactly. they were ruled by the king of England, yeah. which would have been. Kind of strange then to put another king back in again. Yeah. But as we've seen with Napoleon, yes. lots of people did do that. And Caesar. And Caesar, exactly. So, yeah, but Washington was like, no. And actually, because that's why the, the in America you can only be president for two terms, so two four-year terms. Like Obama. Obama was president for eight years, and unfortunately he had to step down and they had an election, and we all know what happened then. Yes. Good news. Well, I mean, like, it, it was not a very good election, and they had the two worst possible candidates for the job in the election. Yeah. And they picked the worst one. Yeah. Um, not sharing any political views at all. No, 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 no. No, no we could be pro-Trump. We're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they, the... Um, in America, they the good news is that they can't have Trump for more than eight years. So we've only got seven years and six months to go. No, yeah. seven. Oh, God. He's only been there for about two months at the time of recording And he's doing what all the people who voted for him want. Yeah. Unfortunately, which isn't anything good, but... That's what they wanted. That's what they voted for. If we won, we elect him. So I kind of hope that he does something really stupid so he doesn't get really re-elected. Yeah. Something stupid but not too dangerous. Yeah. So he can't in the next four years do something stupid and dangerous. Yes. The real worry would be is if he starts doing what a lot of dictators have done. Right. Change the laws. Yes. And make it so that, oh, well, actually, well, that's what um, I think this, have you come across Erdogan or Erdogan? I don't know how to pronounce it properly. He's the um, president or prime minister of um, Turkey. Mm-hmm. And he's, I think, changed the laws so that he can stay in power for longer. The same with Putin's changing the laws so he can stay in power for longer. Hitler, Mussolini, they all did that. And the real worry with Trump would be that he is going to change the laws and say, oh, actually, I could be president for longer. Um Anyway, I think we've strayed from history into current affairs. Um, I think we need to try and think of some sort of way of wrapping this all up. So, history of dictators. What do you think we've learned? That a dictator mm-hmm. is someone who has got power through somewhat nefarious means, mm-hmm. goes around in uh, military uniforms, yeah. kills lots of people, yeah. and... This thing about the cult of personality, yeah. Yes. Kim, all the Kims in Korea, they have that. They, they're all called well, dear leader and things like that. And they are thought of almost as if they were sort of gods or something like that, which is very strange. Or, you know, Idi Amin, we mentioned him before. He was, um, he made himself sort of uh, emperor of Britain or something, or king of Scotland. And um, obviously, Uganda is quite a long way from Britain. Yes, yeah. it is. I don't know what the details were, but it was complete bananas. And so, yeah, that's our history of dictators. Anything else to add? Mm. Can I mention my possible theory, my Hunger Games theory? Oh, yes. Um, Suzanne Collins Mm -hmm. has predicted a terrifying future Mm -hmm. in which... um, Hello, listeners. It's just me now. 
I'm on the edit. At this stage, Otto kind of went off on a bit of a ramble about uh, the Hunger Games. Some of it's quite interesting, but he does tend to go on and on. So I'm doing that really dictatorial thing of taking control of the means of communication. And I'm just fading him out. As Otto said, I can be a bit of a dictator. And this really is very dictatorial. Dictators quite often have uh, taken control of the newspapers, news channels, radio, that kind of thing. And that's how they manage to control um, the, the way that the people are in their countries think. So uh, it's quite a, it's quite a well-known thing for dictators to do. Yeah. I hope it's not too dictatorial. Kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Can I Maybe we should yeah. in again. Ooh, that's a good word. Fade enough. But we might talk, go into the details about that later. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I think Hunger Games um, and President Snow is a great example yeah. of a dictator. And he does what a lot of dictators have done, mm-hmm. is the what they called in Rome, bread and circuses. Yes. So basically, keep the um, population happy by putting on fun games for them. Well, um, keep the capital happy. Yeah. But that's, you know, in Rome, they had all of those massive um, gladiatorial and games. And there was the tesserae, which was you get oil and grain in turn for having your name put in a few more times. What's that? From the Hunger Games? Yeah. Right. Um, to have your name put in a few more times to be in the Hunger Games. Okay. Yes, but I mean, and a lot of people said that's what Franco did. So Franco really um, pushed forward for football in in the 1950s in Spain. Slightly less hunger games. No, no, but it's the same thing. People get overexcited about football. They're not going to be concentrating too much uh, on the fact that they've got no political power and you've got a dictator in charge of the country, which is the thinking behind President Snow. And also President Coyne in the Hunger Games as well, looked like she could be a dictator before uh-huh. it happened, which I might not mention. No spoiler alerts, please. Yeah. Um, so dictators in fiction, that's something else we haven't really Because, yeah, like, she'd say if they won the war, spoiler alert, sorry, uh, then... Hello, listeners. Yeah. Then Me again. So as a dictator, once you've taken control of the means of communication, you then can impose a campaign of censorship. And you can basically make your voice heard over anybody else's. Which is what I'm doing right now. Otto has gone off on another of his rambles about the uh, Hunger Games. Um, Some of it's making quite a lot of sense, but um, I I think he's also interrupting what he's trying to say with lots of spoiler alerts. And so if anyone who hasn't seen the the Hunger Games is going to then watch it, they're not going to be able to uh, enjoy the film so much. Right. Yeah, I think we might have gone into a slight... Too much of a diversion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, anyway, so let's call it a day. That's um, episode two in the bag. Um, and we'll be recording episode three quite shortly. Okay. Which, and what's episode three going to be about? Uh, 
second, following on from dictators a bit, yeah. kind of linking with that kind of subject, we should do something about the, kind of the history of war and weaponry. Oh, excellent. You know, a piece of stone to yeah. a nuclear missile. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Very much my sort of thing. I thought you were going to say something more peaceful, like the history of transport, which would be fascinating. I mean, the history of transport probably could be not that peaceful potentially no okay we'll leave it there and say uh, good night listeners thank you for listening and we'll be back soon goodbye